super excited to get this podcast on the road. Today I have Austin with me. Austin is with Bluebell Realty. How do you say your last name? Deer. Deer, not Durr? As in the animal deer. So Austin Deer, not Durr. That is correct. Okay. Austin David Deer. Austin David Deer, okay. A-D-D initials. I'm so glad you just told me how to spell that. I really appreciate it. Awesome. So we're going to jump into this. And I want to talk about today the difference between a buyer's and a seller's agent. Because there is a difference, correct? Uh, there is a difference. Because so the, uh, the, the buyer's agent brings a buyer and the seller's agent represents the seller. Man, my mind was just blown there. Like, that wasn't that hard at all. But Just reporting the news. They are a difference and it's a pretty big deal. So I want to share a quick story here in regards to the process uh, that I went through when helping my mom sell her house. And uh, we had an agent that was selling the house, and we just felt like it was this drawn-out process, and it's a hot market. Uh, the house went up last August, I believe. Even then was a hot market, too. So uh, we were just having issues uh, with the agent and the process, and it was tiring, and it was long, and we just felt like uh, that agent wasn't representing us as the sellers, and then to come find out that that particular agent was more of a buyer's agent. So walk me through exactly what a seller's agent does. Well, I think a seller's agent is pretty critical, um, especially in a market such as now, where at any given time, within a moment of it hitting the your listing hitting the market, you could have multiple show-ins and multiple offers in hand. So being represented by a good seller's agent is critical. Yeah. So let's kind of go through the process real quick on what a seller's agent is all about or, yeah. or a listing agent. Run me through what that looks like. So first of all, um, a seller's agent and a buyer's agent both have to be able to make good deals. It's imperative that you are ready to bring your negotiating skills and your empathy skills to the table, okay? So the first step is the meet and greet. So the first thing you want is a competent listing agent. Um, especially in a market like today, you have to be ready to adapt immediately to any situation, okay? I would agree with that. Secondly, um, I would say after the meet and greet or even during the meet and greet, you schedule a walkthrough of the house. So not all houses are created equal. And that may surprise you. Shocking. Uh, it is. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's critical, especially in a market like today, that you have your house ready to rock and roll um, because, as you will learn in the buyer side of things, things go pretty quick, right? Yeah. So we do the walkthrough, and I, I, you know, I, you know, as as when you're going through the walkthrough, it's always good to have like a quick 
a guide, right, to help you. Um, as far as you talk about what's what's uh, what's the age of the utilities as far as like the furnace, uh, the HVAC, right? Or they're both the same. Uh, washer, dryer, right? I mean, what are, what are we talking? What's the age of the house? Um, and that's a big thing right there because I hear it a lot where something like that breaks and they didn't know the age of it or they didn't know that uh, maybe there was something that was slightly wrong with it. That's right. And you uh, you just hear stories about it and it can be like a nightmare story. Even the roof, where like the roof, that one's a little bit more, you can see it a little bit better, but there's a hole in the roof and you didn't notice it until it starts raining and... That's why you have a home inspection. Oh, we can talk about that later. And maybe a home warranty. But anyway, uh, so anyway, we do a quick walkthrough. Let's just, you know, that's that's the time where now we're going to run a quick market analysis and see what that home is going to go for, right? And that that home, you are the listing agent, so you are the expert, right? But at the end of the day, you have a client that you need to have trust you um, on that price, right? Yeah, so trust is a big thing. Right, exactly. Then uh, you got to get to the listing contract, right? And that is quick. It's it's quick and easy. You go through the listing contract. Uh, all listing contracts are the same. Good. I like in. quick listing contracts. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, you want to be thorough, right? Go through uh, step by step. Um, you know, I, I like people that go... I'm even a fan of going line by line. So there are no questions later on in the process, right? Um, And if you do, you can always reference, you know, the listing contract, okay? So you go through the listing contract. Then uh, if everybody agrees on how long that contract's going to be, what the price is, right, what you're going to include in that price, et cetera, then it's time to uh, do the old signature, right? And everybody signs the contract, right? And so that is a legal binding contract, right? Now... Uh, it's time to prep the game plan for uh, listing the house. One thing that I have, you know, that I really believe in is a seller update sheet, right? What is awesome to market is all the updates that that seller has done from the time they've owned the home until now, right? And I think any buyer that comes in, they want to know, hey, what, what's new? What's yeah. not new? And I always, you know, I always recommend as a listing agent, I say, Keep track of all your receipts. Keep track of all your invoices. Uh, any warranties that transfer, that is critical, right? That is a marketable item. Oh, for because sure. Because what happens if you have window, new windows, a new roof? Does that warranty transfer? Typically, they will, right? But not everybody. That's good right? to know. So you have a seller update sheet. Uh, I have my own template. And uh, then you gather all the rest of the documents. Let's say you want to put in a home warranty, Right. Then you go over the home warranty. I specifically, if I may give a plug, I use Home Warranty Inc. It's a 14-month home warranty, um, and they include the washer and dryer. Oh. And not all home warranties are created. That's equal. nice. And um, so I am a huge fan of that. Then we list the home, right? That's when we go live. And going live uh, is the best part, right? Because especially in a market today, yeah. you can have... Um, several showings uh, in, you know, a certain hour span. I've even seen it where they'll put the listing in and they'll just do uh, nothing crazy until they get the photographer in there. And there could be showings already built up on that even before they have everything in place. You know what? I, I think we need to quick do a rewind. And we need to go to uh, the 
fact that it's when we're mark prepping the marketing of the house, uh, I use the term competent. You need to find a competent photographer and uh, especially a real estate photographer. I personally know one. Um, I am very loyal to this individual. Um, I hear he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. And he's sitting uh, inches away from me. I, uh, so anyway, uh, you got to have, you know, a good guy that's going to give you some awesome picks. Um, you can do a 3d tour. Uh, you can do, uh, um, you know, virtual walkthrough, virtual staging. Uh, I, I'm a fan of using, uh, a stager. Uh, each time I've used a stager, um, for the most part, I've gone above listing. So yeah. there is, there is, um, that is a competitive advantage that you can use for a staging. But that's a part of the selling process right there. A seller's agent really should have that stuff lined up, whether it is a good photographer. Shout out, k k Productions. Shout out. That is my company. Um, uh, Kyle Jewel. <laughs> uh, a good photographer and even a stager. So that is something that the seller's agent should be doing. Should be doing, should be prepping and offering. Awesome. Right? Uh and I even include in the listing contract, um, I always suggest that there is a deep clean that's done either prior to the listing or uh, right before closing. And you want, um, and there's several things you can do, right? Duct cleaning. I mean, what this, this, could, this could snowball, right? But imagine uh, every, all the particles that are stuck in the air ducts. I had my yeah. ducts cleaned about a year ago and it was disgusting it was disgusting i was like almost satisfied by it though because they show you like they showed us a before and after picture right. of our ducks yep. oh my goodness it was just disgusting and then i'm like that's what i'm breathing All right they, and exactly. now they and just not like only you well the kids the members and of your household, everybody in there exactly. yep. and then they cleaned it and then they did like this i don't know what it was a bacteria thing or purified it and holy crap it was like a night and day difference huge Huge. But that's a big thing is cleaning. And one thing I notice is two of the biggest areas that don't get cleaned are fan blades. Fan blades. And the tops of your windows, like the window sills. Right, Those but that's why you have to get a very thorough uh, cleaning company. Again, quick shout out to the Cleaning Club LLC. Uh, Carolina, she does an awesome job. So anyway, uh, we get that home listing. Uh, we get it listed. Then uh, offers come in, Lord willing. Uh, you have more than one. Then you got to review those offers, right? Um, it's it's about the money, but sometimes it's not all about the money. Right? Yeah. What are they What are they willing to concede? You know, especially in a hot market like this, right? Uh, what uh, What I just you know, I mean, there's there's you can have somebody that does a full cash offer, right? Yeah. Cash is king, right? In more ways than one. So then you review the offers. Then it's time to accept an offer, right? So the listing agent. Um, has to prepare all offers that are sent to the uh, seller. So then we um, show the offers. We get an accepted offer, right? So anyway, uh, then it's after the accepted offer, then we begin the checklist, right? Um, it just depends on what uh, contingencies they have in there, right? They could have a financing contingency. Uh, they could have an appraisal contingency, a home inspection contingency. There's just so much that is included in that offer, right? So we need to get through most of them. Uh, those contingency, right? Once we get through uh, the most, most of the time, like I'd say 99% of the time, 99.9% .9 of the time, there will be a financing contingency, right? Um, and you, you just pray that they have a very good lender. Oh, you, you really do pray uh, because, um, you know, a lender really can make or break a deal. 
uh, and that's true. It's true. You talk to any lender. Uh, I know one, um, and uh, he has told me some horror stories. So anyway, uh, we go through um, the contingencies. Then after we get that loan commitment, I, I deliver that loan commitment to the seller, and we're on autopilot all the way to close, uh, especially during a time like now. You can pre-sign. Um, you don't have to go to closing, but uh, if you want to go to closing, uh, you show up sign some papers and hand over those keys and uh, Godspeed. So that's it. I would say that that's not it. You know, we did a quick commercial. That's all we needed to know. Just a a good glimpse into what a seller's agent looks like. Seller's agent looks like. That's exactly correct. Awesome. So now that we just covered the seller's side of things and what a seller agent should do and just some good I even want to say good practices. I think that really boils down to just what a good seller as an agent does. Right. And like I said, there's so much more that can go in. But like when you look at the macro overall view, right, then that's kind of what we're looking at. Awesome. So let's jump into a buyer's agent. Oh, the buyer's agent. Right. So um, I'm assuming you're you're helping somebody buy a house. You're bringing the buyer. Man, what a crazy concept. Uh. So anyway, I got to tell you right now, uh, I do a meet and greet. I have no problem meeting the person. As a matter of fact, I think it's good, right? Especially that they know that you have integrity, right? That you're willing to advocate, et cetera. But for me personally, I don't go and look at homes until I have that pre-approval in my hand, right? Especially in a market like we are in now in June, 2020. Yeah. You want to be able to, when you find a home, you want to have that pre-approval in hand so you can snipe. Mm-hmm. on that home, right? And write that offer, right? And you just, again, this comes back to a lender. You want a lender who you can contact 24-7, uh, who's going to answer their phone even at one o'clock in the morning and get you that pre-approval. And yes, those lenders do exist. So anyway, um, then we go through and uh, we review the uh, pre-approval. Uh, then we go through and say, hey, what are we going to be doing? What's um, what do we want? You know, what's your wish list? Yeah. Then you counter that by saying, "What's the realistic list?" Right. Mm-hmm. Based on your price range. Then uh, in Wisconsin, there's um, something specific. It's not in all states, but there's something called buyer's agency. You have to explain that um, uh, contract to them. Uh, essentially, says once you're um, enter into a buyer's agency, you're no longer a customer. You are a client, right? And then you can negotiate and discuss numbers, etc. Okay. Then um, again, once you get into buyer's agency, you want to go the wants, needs. Um, then we start looking at houses. Now, what happens? Uh, what happens after the third house? If you find a house you like, do you know? No. You want to be able to... I hope the fourth one is the one that you get. Not always. Sometimes you find the perfect house on the first, second, third, fourth, maybe fifth, sixth. And you have to be able to uh, write up that offer. Anyway, you need that pre-approval, right? You make the offer. You include the pre-approval, right? Hopefully you have a solid buyer, right? Which again, if you have a good lender who's done their job, then uh, you have a solid pre-approval. Uh, I always insist on a home inspection, right? You want to have a home inspection. You want somebody who's thorough, who is going to give you uh, the nuts and bolts of that house. Yeah. 
And then there's time after that. Um, if you put a home inspection contingency in there that you can negotiate, right? Then uh, you, re you review that home inspection with the uh, buyer and you contact, if there's something that seems off, you contact the seller's agent and they talk to their sellers and there's usually some negotiation in there, right? To either fix the items, bring the price down. There's so many ways that you can negotiate, right? Um, typically there's an appraisal contingency, especially if you're doing financing. So you send an appraisal, uh, actually the lender or the bank will send the appraiser out and they will uh, make sure that the house is worth what is being offered uh, on the uh, offer, correct? After that, it goes to underwriting with the lender. I do not talk numbers with um, clients as far as, um, you know, what, what, goes on in lending, I always refer those out because I don't want to give them fake news. Then we have a step where there's a loan commitment letter that is given to the buyers from the lender. The buyer's um, agent typically sends that over to the seller's agent saying, hey, we got the loan commitment. It's gone through underwriting. Then there is a step in between the loan commitment letter and the clear to close. I will defer that to, I'm sure you will have a lender on at some point, and he will, he and or she will talk about uh, what that looks like because those are critical steps, right? Um, however, once you get the clear to close, now you're kind of going into your final approach, right? So now you're, you're pretty much almost there. Um, you want to go one last time. You want to go through the house. Uh, when they moved everything out, you don't want to make sure you want to make sure they didn't like dent half the walls. You know, you didn't want to make sure they didn't do any uh, home improvement projects prior to closing. And then there's closing. And uh, if it's a f first time home buyer, uh, it's a great experience, right? Yeah, you know, that's that's a that's an asset. It's probably one of the biggest assets that they will um, have in their lifetime. And so to see them achieve that is, you know, for some people, it's a dream of theirs. Yeah. Right? So, um, I think that there are some, the big differences between a seller's agent and a buyer's agent. And I hope that, you know, again, these are very macro. We're just kind of going guides, right over the top here, just right? skimming over it. Yeah, just to skimming, get like I said, there's so many variables that can go on between those, but those are kind of the, um, commercial quick commercial. Yeah. So as we wrap up here, give me, uh, three things, whether it is, uh, something from a seller's agent or a buyer's agent that you think it could, that, that, that agent should have, it doesn't have to be three for each. Just give me three things. If you're either selling or buying a house that you should look for in an agent. Um, and I think first and foremost, you have to have integrity and you have to have integrity all the way yeah. through the process. hundred percent. Um, I think integrity is critical um, because you are, um, again, dealing with lots of money. You're dealing with emotions. Um, and I think that leads into empathy, right? You, you have to understand, you really do, and I use that uh, term have to, um, I don't use that often, but you have to be able to put yourself in, you know, whether it's your seller's shoes or your buyer's shoes, because your buyer's making a huge purchase. Mm -hmm. They're pulling out, you know, for the most part, in the, the six figures, yeah, right? So you're, you're pulling out a massive loan. So that in itself, um, 
is plus, you know, if you're, if you're newly married, if you're a young couple, et cetera, um, that's just one extra stress, right? And on a seller, maybe that seller's lived there for 50 something years, right? Yeah. And so they're attached to that home. So empathy uh, is critical. I would say, um, you know, communication is a must uh, and constant communication. I would much rather over communicate with my buyer or seller than under communicate. Yeah. Right. And I'd rather have them at the end of the day say, Hey, you contacted me too much than say, I didn't contact you. You know, you didn't contact me enough. So I think integrity, empathy, and communication. I don't know if those are the top, but those are, um, you know, those are three things, you know, cause you are dealing with so many variables you're dealing with, um, lenders, you're dealing with appraisers, you're dealing with the other agent, you're dealing with stressful sellers, buyers. So keeping that open line of communication is a must. Awesome. Well, I think that's... Did you learn anything today, Kyle? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff there that I learned. Okay. It's good stuff. Uh, any other questions for me? Because I am I am here for you. No, I think you answered exactly what I needed. You really explained what a seller's agent is and what a buyer's agent is. And that in fact, there is a difference because I've, I've seen it and I've heard it that sometimes people get confused by the two. So I think that's all. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Well, Kyle, I, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm honored to be on the podcast. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll s speak to you soon again, man. Godspeed.